From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into the most ridiculous podcast in sports and pop culture. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hello. You can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open this cold Mayday beer and let's get after it. I've got a little bit of an assortment. Starting off with the angry redhead, though. What you got over there, my dude? Yeah, man. I, I've got a I've got a new a, a new boy in the game. Um, a little bit of a sexual uh, in nature, you know, can with the uh, with what looks like a coconut of some sort, uh, making out with a grape. It looks like um, no passion fruit. Ooh. Okay, so Plato's Kiss is a sour ale made with passion fruit and coconut. So I was right. Uh, you saw me, Bob Tossin crumbling up that old paper and throwing it that was the big brother live viewer hotkeys um and so i don't need those anymore because i've i've gotten absolutely ab- obliterated in all of my in all of my fantasy leagues uh though i did i did amount a strong comeback against you i mean not strong enough to like ever come back and win but it wasn't completely <laughs> wasn't completely embarrassing but uh congratulations to to taylor dude. what was, was the a, what was the was final score win. in that league by the way I didn't. I didn't see the. I didn't see the final score. I don't. Line? I don't remember. I wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't in my wheelhouse yeah. because I didn't. You know, I didn't win it. So uh, I, I didn't commit that to memory, brother. I don't. I, I don't know, man. I know you won it though. I know you uh, won it. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Don't forget, Pucks Out is powered by Mayday Brew, the official beer of Pucks Out Podcast. Uh, check them out every Tuesday for trivia and Thursday for bingo. Uh, I just looked it up. I finished the league with 114 points and you with a strong 49 points in second place, <laughs> bro. I had zero points, zero points to like week three. <laughs> and I lost like two of my people like pretty early. Didn't I have like, didn't I have pooch and like yeah. Amira? Like I was like done pretty early in the game. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the, I, the think I had, I think I still had all four of my players by the time you guys had like one, I think. I had, yeah, like, you I had almost like and I think the final five was most of mine. It was it it, it was a it was a slaughter fest. Um, you know that, that happens. I mean, that's just going to happen in a game where you can literally yeah. plan for nothing. You know, like you have you have zero clue about these people, and it's yeah. all based on the other people. So hey, you know, good good on you. You had a you had a solid squad, uh, a good draft pick. I guess I shouldn't say can't really make too much of a plan because you. Went in with the draft plan and you stuck with it, and uh, looks like it worked out for you. So congrats, bro! <laughs> yeah, uh, don't forget to check us out on Patreon to get all the spicy bits a day early and support the show. And check us out on Twitch. We are back from the small hiatus while I was on vacation, uh, and you know we're just killing it over there. So come join us. We'll, we'll be getting soon our setup done so we can do our uh, Seattle Kraken uh, matchup. How yep, are you this yep, week, bud? Yep, yep, yep. I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, good weekend of, of football. Didn't really do a lot. That was nice. Uh, you know, had some some friends over and, and grilled a little bit. But uh, you know, just just chugging along, just making it. Uh, you know, it was uh, 
had that little break. So that was, you know, that was good. Not having to see you for a little bit. That was dope. Obviously. <laughs> I love that. I love that part. Um, but no, man, it's, it's going well. I'm, um, you know, just, uh, just drinking some Mayday beer and, and hanging out in the, you know, in the man cave watching some football. So, uh, what about you, man? I know you've been, uh, been kind of busy. So busy, man. You know, burning burn the candle at both ends lately. Uh, just got back from vacation. Uh, you know, busy here at home. Uh, but vacation was good, man. At my sister's wedding, uh, we uh, went to a celebration of life up there uh, for my aunt, and you know, got 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 a good bit drunk. The one of the last nights there, got drunk. I'm pretty sure I called you. Uh, yeah. Talking massive shit. Yeah, we LSU, chatted. Which then ended up backfiring a little we bit. We chatted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was um, it, not that it would have helped Auburn. I mean, you know, it wasn't it wasn't you cursing them. <laughs> was that? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you know, I don't. I'm not. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't put any blame your way brother so don't worry about that <laughs> uh but yeah how about a quick pitch i do what, what you got this week yeah man we're doing uh finishing up our uh divisional review so i went with uh you know the the preds winter classic 2020 uh you know this was pre-covid nice so so yeah. you know you gotta love it it's a it's a I relic forgot to grab my jersey world. today so i'm yeah. Um, yeah. And then I got you're on you know, video, uh, you might see that the, you might see a quick pause and uh, a wardrobe change. Right. Um, I got a uh, went. you gave me the double header tickets. Uh, so I went to that, got me a new little hat. Nice. Yeah. Pretty oh, sick. Pretty sick. Hell. Super sick. And I'm not a, I'm not embarrassed of admitting this. It said uh, women's uh, exclusive. I'm like, bro, like this is yeah. a hat. Like there's nothing that makes a hat a woman's one. hat yeah. versus a man's hat. Like yeah. it Well, I it, will say the I women's exclusive the women's yeah. The women's exclusive I have doesn't really fit my head. It's a little small. Wow. Well, I mean that but to be fair, so there's some men exclusive that don't fit your head, buddy. I mean, you yeah. got a big you got a big noggin. You got a big noggin, brother. I don't know. Yeah. That's not that's not a fair <laughs> comparison, okay? Yeah, it's just so stupid. Like it's, you know, I mean, it's like Easter colors, all right? Like I don't I don't get it. I, I just don't get what made what made this specifically um a women's arena exclusive. So, uh, look at look. Here at Pucks Out Podcast, we're busting through gender stereotypes and saying you know if a hat is dope enough it is a it is a unisex okay it is unisex yeah a hundred percent uh yeah uh i completely forgot that we were supposed to be wearing our jerseys so uh I it wasn't a requirement to do a quick hat okay. change okay there you go you're in the game so i'm you're in the rocking game the, uh, the, the preds hat yeah i mean I, i'm here yeah, I'll, first I, I'm always time, ready. I'm, I first always time in fit history. First time in fit history, we've had a change of fit mid fit. Okay, so that's it. Yeah. Right? We're we're breaking uh, through barriers here, brother. We're breaking yeah, so, through barriers. Yeah, yeah. But but also, but do shout out to the Crab Claw uh, in St. Michael's. That was a dope ass place where we had the celebration yeah, boy. life. It was a really cool place. I think you got uh, me a hat from there. Some, so some dope food. You know, I got you. A, I got you a hat from the Red Eye. This was actually the last hat, ah. but yeah, the Red Eye is a really cool dock bar too, and that's mm. where, that's over uh, near Nashville. Oh yeah, now you're having to now you're having to talk it up now for me, huh? <laughs> you got me a crappy, <laughs> you got me the crappy ver, yeah, that crappy hat. <laughs> now you're like, oh no, no man, it's super cool. I didn't get it at a gas station. It's all good. <laughs> well, technically, it's red. Technically, it's Red Eye 2.0 because they've renovated. It's no longer Red Eye. It says Red Eye 2.0 on it. 
Oh, that's their gas uh, station brand, huh? They've expanded. They have you got yeah, gas now, away now you'll have to ignore where yeah, you'll have you'll have to ignore where it says Red Eye 2.0 and Exxon Company, but and, you know, Exxon. and it has the gas prices that. on the side. It's got the gas prices etched in the side for me. <laughs> uh but all right, let's jump into the news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. All right. Uh, Taylor Hall, week to week. You found this one. Uh, what is up with Taylor Hall? Yeah, he took a high stick in a game against uh, Philly. Um, week to week as of now. So that's a, that's tough for a team that's already kind of having to, to start with a bunch of injuries. Um, and, a, and a guy that we had talked about as maybe one of those guys that really step up in the absence of, of some of, of those injured players. Uh, not great for Boston early on right here, right before the season. So um, definitely kind of getting into that time of the year where we get news again, Bob, where we don't have to just fly through the news period. Yeah. Uh, you know, this mean this th- this is a bit th- probably the biggest <laughs> injury we've, we've heard so far i'm sure there's been a couple through preseason as i'm as i'm sure it happens uh but taylor halls that's that's a big one man that's a got fantasy implications yeah. uh which i'm excited we got fantasy goons coming up a little later Ooh, uh but that has that has yeah. uh that has real life implications as, as well for for the boston bruins so I'm, I'm kind of intrigued i wonder how long uh do you think they're being a little conservative maybe um but no clue. Uh, yeah. What do you, what do you I think? think? This early, they, the, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's still really early in this. I mean, I say early in the preseason. Season starts in like what a couple days. So yeah, uh, yeah. I what, think it what, starts... is the, uh, what is the current outlook uh, for Switzerland? Yeah, um, I haven't. I didn't watch the whole video, but just the the notating from the coach talking um, and indicating that it, it be considered week to week. So we know from just listening to or from watching, you know, playing hockey, uh, fantasy hockey, that week to week can can mean a lot. It can mean one to two weeks, or it can mean four to six weeks. You know, I mean, it really just depends on how the injury progresses. Um, we know it's an upper body injury. Uh, but uh, I, I I haven't seen the hit in question, this high stick in question. So if it's on the face, you know, I mean, it, it could just depend on what what happened where. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a that's yeah. a big blow for a team taking some injuries already. So um, yeah, and so the the first comment on the first comment on the post, uh, reporter from my team checked what the average missed time for for a week to week player uh, when you get that that diagnosis. 28 days is about the the normal time frame. Ooh. Uh, so that's so about uh, a month. Yeah, about a month. So, I mean, you know, that that would be the average. So we're we're probably getting somewhere, like I said, uh, a lot of two to six weeks is probably the big. Yeah. Well, uh, big, the, good, big the, the good thing about Taylor Hall, um, if, if this injury is anything like his performance over the last couple of years, we know that it'll be well below average. So he it might be back. <laughs> Uh, sooner than expected <laughs> he may he's gonna be he's gonna shatter the 28 day record that's true that's true i didn't think about it um the, the abs fan had to chime in the abs fan had to chime in and said abs fans were told we we're day to day with colin wilson and he never played again so i mean all right man 
Thanks for adding to the con. Appreciate it. Like we understand that like things can change. I don't think anybody was in the in the yeah. thread was talking about is like, oh man, it's Honestly, week to week. I gotta be honest that when it comes to annoying fan bases, Colorado's starting to get a little bit annoying. Like you guys they just won a, won a Stanley Cup that you pretty much you just walk you and you got to just pretty much walk to that cup. Like yeah. other teams have fought hard. You're just like, ah, yeah, we, we, yeah, we get it. And then you're bitching at what Colin Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's about yeah, the injuries, but wild. it was just the out of place, out of place, thr- you know, comment. Like, yeah. The, so, <laughs> uh, but, uh, the Preds on their global series won, uh, over burn in, uh, in their first global series game. Uh, when they were down, they were down like four to two at one point. And man, Facebook just I I love going through Facebook comments on Fred's Facebook because it is just it is the wild west of of batshit crazy. I think people don't understand that hey, Burn is a very good team. That Swedish hockey league, I believe it's Sweden, uh and not Finland. That that Norwegian hockey league that, yeah. is oh, one well, of the Norway's no wait, hold on, a, you just you just went all three. So I would just say one of the Nordic countries. <laughs> they play in the Nordic. Didn't uh, I say Scandinavian? No, you said uh, you said uh, that. Oh, I thought uh, I said Scandinavian. Swedish. You said Swedish. And then you're like, well, maybe it's Finnish. And then I think you oh. meant to say Scandinavian. And then you went Norwegian on them. So you you covered it all. So <laughs> you, you hit. You, you so probably I, hit. Technically, I wasn't wrong. You you were not, you're not wrong. unless it's not one of those three, and in which case you were very wrong. So you so you have a chance yeah. of being right with your three, but if you're not right with those three, then you've really you've really screwed the pooch on this one. Bob. We gave you three guesses, guy. Come on. Yeah. Hey, it's okay. I'm American. I can get away with it. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, we were down. I think we ended up winning six to five or five to four or something like that. Um, but not to mention UC Sauce wasn't playing. We, this was a preseason exhibition game. We're not playing our friends are not playing their top guys. Um, yeah, I mean, this is I think this is good for the league to be getting out there, the NHL to be getting out there. Um, the people thought it was amazing watching this uh foreign, um, uh, you know, Nordic uh filled stadium uh singing like Sweet Caroline and other Neil Diamond songs. Yeah. Just, you know, all in English was uh, was dope. Uh but yeah, so that, that's really cool. So but let's head on over to outside. Um actually, well, Matt Matt Barzell. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, Matt oh, Barzell. Matthew Barzell, yes, country. thank you. Sorry. Yeah, you're yeah. good. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, I knew what is eight year contract. I'm running off about eight hours of sleep here, so I am. Yeah, yeah, you're good, man. I'll t- I'll take it over. Um, yeah, that's eight dope. year contract. I think it is. Uh, I think it was a nine mil average, if I remember the uh, the comment correctly. Um, uh, it's one of those it on the Twitter. lot of money, a lot of money, a lot of money. But we know that um, you know he does a lot for for the Islanders team there. And that's one of those things where the Islanders can't lo- yeah, afford to like lose another. Yeah, can't, the Islanders can't afford to lose another yeah. franchise player like they did um, Tavares. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I think it's like it's um, you're definitely paying a while, little bit. While I agree with you, do you... Good. while I agree with you, do you think that they're, they, that's a little bit of overpaying? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they are, but but in four years the cap's gonna rise and that contract's gonna look okay. You know, I mean, it's not like they're, you know, it's if they don't spend it, you know, and they don't keep anybody, then nobody's ever gonna go play there, uh, or in their franchise players always gonna be looking to get out. Um, 
So I think that's something you can do to overpay. He's not even 30 yet. You know, I mean, he's not a monster, you know, monster offensive weapon, but he's not playing on a team that requires that a lot of times. He plays on a very defensive team, as we've seen. I mean, he's almost averaging a point a game. So, yeah. Do I think it's a little too much money? Sure. But uh, they saved a whole boatload of money on the not winning the Kadri sweepstakes. So uh, I think it's one of those things that if he gets up and he walks, I mean, that's that's not a good look. For sure, especially for Lou Lamarillo, um, who has, you know, already kind of yeah. used up some of his goodwill to fire Trotsy. So I I think it's I think it was a necessary evil. Do I think it was too much money? Absolutely. Do I think it was too much money for the Islanders? No. Thoughts? Yeah. But uh, let's uh yeah, I mean I I hundred percent agree with you. I think that, you know, whether you know it's easy for fans online to say oh that's an overpayment when you're comparing you know be, you know uh i don't want to say apples and oranges because you can compare apples and oranges but uh <laughs> you know when you're comparing you know different shit don't make no sense so why can't fruit be compared <laughs> um <laughs> uh but yeah so i i don't think it's an overpayment uh you know i think that that is a that's a that's a franchise guy and that's a guy you need yeah. to hold on to and sometimes you Sometimes you have to overpay a little bit to keep those guys. If and somebody so else was signing him, comes out if, if somebody else was signing him for that mo- amount of money to bring them in to put them over yeah. the top on a cup, I think it's too much money. I, you know, and what are you what are you doing? But I mean, the yeah. the Islanders don't have any of those guys. You got to have some, one of those guys with some name recognition, yeah. and you got to have you got to have him happy. We've seen what's happened to Jack Eichel and um, you know John Tavares there. Yeah. You know, so. Um, yeah, I think we're I think we're definitely yeah. on the same page in that. Yeah. And I think if we see the Islanders in the Eastern uh conference championship, I think I don't think any of those fans or anybody, you know, right. saying it's an overpayment will think that anymore because you know Yeah, you I mean they won't re- they won't remember they said it. If let's be honest, Bobby, they they were they're gonna be well, I told yeah. you this whole time this whole time I knew. Uh, I think we're uh, you know, I think we are obviously have already talked about the Islanders. But uh, we kind of stand in the same place that, I mean, yeah, I don't, their road is still tough, but it's not 13 road games to start your season tough. Uh, so that's going to make an immediate difference. Yeah. Um, and I think that's unfortunate for Barry Trotz that it's going to make a difference uh, immediately because it's going to look like Lou Lamarillo is yeah. the smart guy in this situation when realistically Trotz got dealt a bad oh. hand in that, in that situation. Yeah. All right, let's head to outside the boards. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. Ooh, we have a fishy situation in a tournament. Uh, a, and so in a tournament, a fishing team got caught cheating by uh, stuffing the fish. Um with weights and fillets and other things to win money. Uh, you posted, you showed me the video. And I mean, at first I was like, Oh, call the cops on them. And then I read and had just how much money's involved in this. This is absolutely yeah. insane. You they had won a boat situation than I do. Yeah. They had won a, I mean, these guys had, uh, won this past year, about $300,000 in, in different fishing tournaments and the previous fishing tournament, they won a boat. I mean, they've won. I mean, there's big, there's big prizes and stuff in, in this fishing. 
And it's one of those situations where when you watch the video, Bob, you kind of hear people mad and upset and, but it's a constant flow of they've been doing it for years. They've been, you know, it's one of, we all have that person in our lives in one way or another that we know, we know they're cheating. But for whatever reason, you don't care enough to find yeah. out, you know, you don't, but you know that they're, they're, they're cheating. And as with all cheating, it just progresses. I'm not, I'm getting away with it now. I'm sure it started with, you know, just a little weight here and there. But then, I mean, you saw when they were cutting open those fish, I mean, it was about the size, the oh, weights yeah. were about the size of my fist, man. It was about nine to 10 pounds of extra weight. I mean, it was just multiple. They were putting different fillets in there. Like, dude, what are you doing? And I think, if I remember correctly, even without the extra weight, I think that they still had that would have won the tournament. But then I got to read because I'm now I'm very interested in the world of cheating of of the anglers. And so, what a lot of people will do is when they're fishing it, they will catch a fish and put it in a a lockbox like when they're practice fishing it before the tournament and they'll put it in a lockbox yeah. and then they'll go and they'll pick that fish out. And so like people are also saying they're Jesus. probably doing that as well. Like there's probably a whole lot of, whole lot of, as uh, yeah. you, did you coin this Bobby? As I'm going to use your phrase for it, but it was a lot of fishy business. Did you make that up? That was good, dude. That was really good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's called so, being a professional. It's funny. It's fun. It's funny because this week we have you. I came in and normally I come in and there's no joke of the week and I go find us one. You already had one, which is great. But then I had two great joke of the weeks that now just have to end up, you know, tossed into outside the NHL. So the next one is is even better to me. It's an even better story to, to me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, much like those fish had to be, they had to be thrown overboard. Uh, but let's, uh, uh, <laughs> Antonio Brown is in it again uh, after exposing himself uh, at a hotel pool uh, and pictures release. I mean, it is it's- absolutely <laughs> wild. Like when I, when you told me about it, I thought it was going to be like, a, oh, like, I don't know. He sent dick, dick to pick. someone. Yeah. No, this is, yeah, this, this, I mean, this is wild. There's that one point when I he's mean, trying to jump up on the woman and put, you know, his dog and, and his ass all over and yells, it's a waterboard. <laughs> I mean, this man is, this man is unhinged. This is the Vontez perfect effect. This is, I mean, it's so you got to, uh, I, you found his, his tweet. Uh, that he sent out after the incident came out, which was great. Yeah. It was fantastic. I mean, yeah. Uh, let me. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm telling every team that needs uh, some offense to pick up AB because he's shown that he still has the ability to expose a D. <laughs> and then he added the NFL. <laughs> what a joke, man! Like, dude. Th- it's been the wildest six years. Like if we just like did the AB saga, we could just make a whole show out of it, man. I mean, yeah. Did you th- did you think a few years ago when the man got traded to the Raiders and that he intentionally froze his foot and almost froze it off? That that was going to be like the twelfth craziest thing that we heard about AB. 
to this yeah. date. That was like that was like a pretty normal thing. Like, dude didn't want to play for the Raiders. Like, I get it. You know, I mean, I feel what you're yeah. saying. I, I mean, you signed the contract. I don't really understand that, but you know. So yeah, man. Like, just AB. Yeah, I that poor guy. I mean, imagine, and it, and it really paints a different picture of the living situation when he lived with Tom Brady and his family. Of what yeah, man. I mean, that had to cause for that entire family. That which brings up a great point, Bob. Uh, you told your wife and my wife very strongly. You ha- you were very very adamant that you had a source that Tom Brady was not getting divorced. So I find it weird that Tom Brady and Giselle have hired divorce lawyers now. So do you think that the AB, yeah, so now show. I'm going to put you on the show. spot. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you <laughs> think that, that um, Tom Brady bringing a deranged lunatic into the home had anything to do with the, di- with the discourse in the marriage? Was he exposing his longboard uh-huh. as the guy commented in the video to Giselle? <laughs> um, you know, only because of what we're going to talk about next is I'm willing to admit that this on the, on this one topic I may have been a little off base. Okay, okay. My sources may have Fair. been a little wrong. That's only because we're going into the the worst segment ever. So I respect it. I respect it. Yeah. Uh, why don't, speaking of that, why don't you lead us into the worst segment ever? Yeah, so worst segment ever. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a man that will admit when he when he was tricked into believing one thing and was lied <laughs> to by a lot of people and ended up being wrong because of bad information that I was given. Uh, but you were right. Uh, Kenny, and I highlighted, pick it, um, is, makes his debut yeah. on Sunday. I think your call was pre- Six games. I think mine was uh, a little closer to ten or twelve games. So I will, I will, um, I will concede that you were correct in that in in that particular. Right, he didn't look too bad though. He looked actually pretty good. Kind of, yeah. kind of willed willed himself yeah. in that game. So, yeah. but yeah, man. Um, any you got got Jamal Williams anywhere? Our first big time injury, ACL tear. I got him uh, in one play. No. Sucks to see, well, man. A good the, young DeAndre budding superstar, places, which sucks, but also, but yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, I didn't have him anywhere, but yeah, uh, but it was a, it was a, it was a really bad week for me in fantasy football all around. So, uh, yeah, I think you won your. Uh, I think right. you won the, the, the defense league. I think you won in the defense league, though. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was good. that one was good. That one was good. You're actually doing pretty uh, well yeah. in there, bro. I mean, um, not, <laughs> You're doing pretty well. You're um, doing pretty well in that league. Right. I say. Maybe top of the day. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I I try. I try. But I think uh, I think all my other. I'm when you're in seven leagues, winning one or two in a week still feels bad. Yeah. Yeah, um, I can feel that. All right, our central division preview. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna start off with the Minnesota Wild. Um, oh, Chris, oh I'm so I'm so sorry. Backbone. I am so sorry to interrupt, Bobby. You know I don't like to do that to you uh, because it's not my way. But I'm I'm getting breaking information that it wasn't sources told you that Tom Brady wasn't getting divorced. You spoke to Tom specifically. So maybe your friendship with Tom, maybe your friendship with him, maybe you should reevaluate that because he's got you out here spreading rumors around town that are completely false. So, well... 
So it, you know, if I have to go on record, um, all right, you're all, well. When well, he decided to bring a lunatic, this into is the as good a time as any. This is a good a time as any to go on record, Bobby. While we're yeah. while we're recording yeah. on the record, uh, we, we, yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't just him and Giselle's relationship that was rocky when he brought a lunatic into the household. It was also ours. Yours. Oh, okay. So, so you didn't you, know, you didn't want to expose yeah. you didn't want to expose the you know the what was going on in your own house. The affair. Let's just call it what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so honestly, Bobby, you're having a fa- you're having an affair with Tom Brady, and you're still doing this this crappy podcast with me, bro. What are you doing, man? Get us some funding, man. What we need? We need a big building or something, dude. We'll call it the Tom Brady. I, I tried. It's all earmarked for. <laughs> it's all earmarked for Uggs boots. I mean, I have so many. I can't do anything with them. Uh, okay, I'm so sorry. We can go back into the main topic. I just when we get breaking information, we gotta get it to get it to the people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'll have to uh, call my lawyer. That sh- that, that wasn't <laughs> you were not supposed to talk uh, about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Kirill Kaprizov and Kevin Fiala were the backbone of this Minnesota Wild team uh, last season. And Kevin Fiala is gone. I still think the Minnesota Wild is going to be a decent team. I think that them having to move Kevin Fiala to make up room in the cap is going to be a huge loss for this team. One that is not going to be easily made up. Oh, 100% agree. Uh, I'll tell you my opinion. What they really need is for uh, is for Jared Spurgeon to kind of step up to the plate a little bit more than he did. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of last year, I think he kind of stepped his stepped his game up towards the end. Uh, but I think that um, I think that's very important for them. Uh, it's very important for them. Yeah, I mean, Kaprizov is a superstar, a guy that is got that off chance of of winning a Hart Trophy. Uh, a team that is dangerous. I mean, this is a in the Central. I mean, I think this is a playoff team. I don't know that losing Kevin Fiala uh, outright is gonna gonna drop them. I, it obviously changes their team a little bit. I don't know that they are as uh, they were. Nobody was as dominant as the Avs, but I think they were the second team in the Central. Is that correct? Second place. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they I they, they, they have. Let me see here. Let me go Minnesota Wild. I've got the. Oh, I've got the. I guess I can. Pull, I've got the standings right here. I can just pull that up. Last okay. Um, I. I'll be honest though. While I'm looking that up, I. Oh wait, that's the NBA standings. I don't need that. Um, I think that they dropped down. I think Kevin Fiala is a playmaker, and I'll be honest. I think what's going to happen is. Um. Yeah, I gotta pull that up. Um. I. I think. They need help from the Pacific to get into the uh, playoffs. I think they're going to finish fourth in the Central. Wow. Okay. Uh, I don't know that I agree. I mean, uh, you know, guys like uh, Ryan Hartman, who is not the best in the world, but definitely steps up when he when you need him to or or has uh, Matt Dumba, Jared Spurgeon, Jordan Greenway. I, I don't I don't know that I'm saying second. Yeah. Uh, yeah they finished second in the Western last season. Wild card is not wild card is not crazy. 
to me. Uh, that's not that wouldn't be crazy. I do yeah. think that at very least wild card is is in their future. Uh, Kaprizov and Zuccarello and you yeah. know Hartman. I think that's still too much for some of the, uh, some of these teams uh, in the in the Western Conference. Yeah, and and the thing with being a wild card team is like there's been a lot of wild card teams that only made it in because of a little bit of puck luck and a better team missed out by one or two points because of strength of schedule, the division they're in, injuries, stuff like that. So I think Minnesota. I'm not saying Minnesota Wild is going to be a bad team. I just think that. You know, when I'm looking at and we're going to talk more about this division, obviously, but looking at this division, I I don't think they're, they're a top three team in this division, which puts them in a very difficult standpoint where their future is not always going to be in their own hands, which kind of sucks for a team. Yeah, but I feel like it, 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 it really depends on what flurry they get. Uh, if they get a flurry like yeah. we've seen pop up in Vegas, you know, occasionally or it, it, or if they get the flurry that was in Chicago, I think flurry is kind of a, a little bit of an X factor. It could really change if he st- if he comes to play hockey this year. Then I don't think there's any reason why they're not second or third in, in the Central. Uh, if he plays uh, not so great, not so great. Uh, I don't think it's crazy to say that they miss uh, the playoffs or are sitting in that second wild card spot or are that good team that are right on the edge uh, on, the, on the cusp and didn't win enough games. I think that's a big, yeah. uh, a big factor. I mean, because that is that is one of the one of the goalies that could absolutely change your team and you know take it to the next level or drop you yeah. you know drop you down below depending on who who's playing because we were excited for Chicago last year getting flurry and uh, what uh, possibilities they could, that could provide. And it didn't really end up providing anything. I mean, it was a lot of benching and um, you know, waiting them out. Uh, So it was nerve wracking as a, as a fantasy owner uh, of a guy that could snag flurry, you know, and kind of had to get your guy if you wanted him to, to him being able to not produce at all. So that's kind of, that's kind of my worry worry there. Whereas if he doesn't show up, I think that you're right. I think that uh, we're seeing a team that misses, but um, it, it, if he comes out to play, play hockey, then I don't think that we're, we're going to worry about the wild too much. Yeah. Uh, the St. Louis blues, uh, one of the few teams to give the abs some competition in the playoffs. They will be a threat again this season. I believe as much as it pains me to say, every all listeners know I love when the blues do bad. I love always saying they're going to be the worst team. Um, they have they have good talent, and David Perron is a highly talented, underrated winger who doesn't get enough praise in this league. Um, I like him a lot, and I'm going to be talking about him a little bit more maybe later to, uh, today when we record the fantasy games. Yeah, awesome. I mean, uh, another another question mark at the in the goalie spot here. Uh, Bennington started yeah. off so slow. Didn't play well, and then really stepped it up towards the towards the end. Uh, was he splitting? He was splitting time towards the end, but I think he got all of the uh, playoff time. Yeah, uh, it doesn't yeah. matter. And, uh, but Thomas, you know, yeah, um, I'm noticing, and we're gonna obviously we're on the second team of this, but looking through this list of what we have coming up, I think there's only two teams in this entire list who doesn't have a question mark at goaltender, even the reigning champs or have a question mark at goaltender this season. So that says a lot about the central's power. Like if the central were to lock up some better goaltenders, like this would be an insane division to play against. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I can I can agree with that. Uh, definitely a lot of a lot of question marks. You say the defending champs have question marks. That personally, oh, I think they always have question marks at goalie. I think they mask their question marks well with uh, yeah. with a good with a good squad around them. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean. Bennington can, is one of those that can go either way, but I, I mean, I really like this roster too. Um, a lot of a lot of leadership and great players on the defensive side of, of the of the puck. Uh, but then you, you know, like you said, uh, a whole bunch of great forwards. You know, David Perron, great. Uh, I'm I'm a huge fan of of Pavel Buchnevich. Uh, I think that he is a is a, a budding, maybe not superstar, but a, a budding star in this league. Um, some you know some question mark. Can they get another year out of Brandon Saad, Another decent year uh, to kind of push forward. Uh, Braden yeah. Shen, you know Tarasenko. Those are those are two guys that can provide you you know championship level hockey as they've done before, you know? So it's kind of, it's always hard to, as much as you'd love to count out the blues. So uh, unfortunately this is a, this is a team yeah. that um, it, it can, it can be defensive when necessary. Uh, this is a, a team that I, I foresee in one of those, one of those playoff spots probably. Yeah. Um, moving on to Nashville Predators, uh, Philip Forsberg, who recently signed an eight-year extension, had career highs with 42 goals and 84 points, as did Matthew Shane with 43 goals and 86 points. Uh, they were finally able to get their big names to start big names to start scoring, and Soros is on track to be a Vesno winner, maybe a, or a finalist in the next year. Uh, I mean, I was reading some articles. He seems to be a lot of people's favorite for the Vesno this coming up season, which is really? great to see for such a young goaltender. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That's really great to see. I don't know. I don't know how I how I feel. Um, I'd love to see it. I mean, it's a guy that really stepped up to the plate last year for us. If we can get what we got from Philip Forsberg and Matt Duchesne, then we are. I'm, this is a dangerous team that is a that is most certainly on the cusp of the playoffs, if not outright in our division. Um. We've seen we've seen Forsberg step up to the plate before, and we've seen Duchesne step up to the plate before, and then we've seen them you know, walk back to the dugout pretty pretty easily too. So, uh, consistency is really what we need from these two guys. That's the biggest problem with the Predators is consistency. You know, you can go out and you can win game six one, and then lose the next game six to one to the same team. That's a big problem. That's the biggest problem I see that that the Preds have is that they can't. You know, I'd rather go out there and lose the game to the same team two to one on both games because at least we're able to consistently, you know, do it. Whereas it's very sporadic, yeah. Uh, that of what we're getting, but those guys still got a lot of youth. Like you said, we got a Vesna, a Vesna uh, candidate uh, as a goalie. We got a Norris winner, you know, in defense. We got. Uh, uh, a solid defensive core that I, that I like. A lot of young guys. This is a team that is poised to make that next next step. Um, so I'll be interested to see if we can. Yeah. You'd, you'd like to see a little bit from Tolvin in this year. Yeah, um, I, you know, I, maybe another step up to the yeah. I somebody think, else um, step up. Yeah, I think you know, and the team we're going to talk about next. It really goes to show you. I think you know. I, love, I know a lot of people like to talk shit about David Coyle. I think he, you know, 
I'm kind of eating my words. Last season, when he said it was going to be a competitive rebuild, I and a lot of other people called that a crock of shit. Well, it, yeah, the playoff uh, performance was not great last season, but we were never supposed to be in the playoffs. We were never, you yeah. know, we were never supposed to be there. It was a hard job. I think we even kind of talked about that. It's hard to judge that team. You know, they were not supposed to be there. Yeah, we got swept, but so did like other teams. You know, <laughs> I mean, this wasn't just yeah. us. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a competitive, a competitive rebuild. Uh, I think that you and I have questioned some David Poyle decisions, but I don't think that we've ever outright been like, all right, it's time for David Poyle to move on like a lot of yeah. folks have been. Uh, that just doesn't yeah. make any sense. You're allowed to yeah. make a few mistakes. You know, I mean, it just yeah. happens. He's trying to yeah. make and, the right decisions. Yeah. And let's be honest, being a general manager of a professional sports team is not an easy job. Otherwise, everyone would do it. Like, yeah, it's, it's not. It's you're not a being a GM in NHL yeah. live. You know, I mean, it's it's a yeah. different ball game because real things actually really happen in real life. Whereas a video game yeah. just allows you to go to the next season. And thank goodness my star player that I signed to this, you know, massive contract didn't start doing drugs over the summer. Like, I'm so glad that this computer yeah. didn't allow that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a much harder job. Um, and I don't think he's out. He's made more good decisions than he's made bad decisions. And the bad yeah. decisions haven't been outlandishly bad. They've just been, okay, hindsight's twenty twenty. This is a bad, a bad trade, you know, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm this is a dangerous alert when I play like a, I'm still waiting for like when I'm playing like a, my, like a, my team or something on a sports team where it says you're so-and-so player got Vontez perfect. And here's what happened. <laughs> and he's dead uh, <laughs> uh, uh the winnipeg jets um two words come to mind when thinking of the jets uh, over the past two seasons regression and just boring those um, are real that was really that really well said seriously i mean those are two perfect explanations for this team you can continue um talk about a team that has completely missed their window this a couple of years ago when the Preds were kind of like in 2018, like the Jets were like a powerhouse. That was a that was the, team. That was that rivalry. Thought, oh, this is a team that could go win a cup. That was that rivalry. Yeah, we thought that we were going to be seeing those two playing for years to come. Years to come. That's yeah. what people told us. We're going to, this is going to be yeah. a central second round matchup for years. And it's yeah. been very disappointing. We, we got less than 10 games of that big rivalry. <laughs> and, and, you know, and it's very, it's even more sad because uh, we were excited for, not excited for the Jets, excited in terms of sports fans for the trade for them. Getting Line A out and bring in Pierre-Luc Dubois. And yeah. that has been such a, it's been such a bust, you know? I mean, not a huge bust yeah. or anything, really for both sides. I mean, but. I think more so for for PLB. I mean, he was thriving in Columbus. You know, he was doing really well. Which is not something most people do. <laughs> that is not that. No, nobody. Yeah, nobody does that. Matt Duchesne did. He did, he did really well. He loved it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's the Jets are are very very underwhelming. I think is is another good way to explain this team. Uh, Connor Hellebuck is going to be a dominant fantasy asset for you because he's going to play every game. Um, yeah. And if you can get away with, you know, some save percentages, then, you know, they, they got some pieces there. 
But, you know, Blake Wheeler and Mark Shifley are, in my opinion, stars in this league and don't show up enough. You know, I mean, they, they, they kind of show up, show up when they, you know, when they want to. But you can tell their frustration is there because, I mean, they have to live in Winnipeg and they also have to play there a bunch. So, yeah, it's under it's understandable, but it is sad to see the team with the one of the dopest uh, logos in the league kind of fall from grace. Uh, yeah. Now, um, moving on to the exact opposite of regression in Boyne is the Colorado Avalanche. High chance of back-to-back championships, uh, if you're asking me. They got Valerie Niskushkin uh, to a massive eight-year extension. They're bi- I mean, it's if I'm nitpicking, the biggest question about this team like in like exactly like you said earlier, like something that's always been around on this team, but they have just outscored is their goaltending. Yeah. You know, we're seeing Philip Grubauer get exposed when he left. Um, we'll see we're Darcy Kemper and I don't even know whose backup is anymore. Like they're probably gonna have a timeshare and it's they're they're gonna get by on great blue line and high scoring. I'll tell you, I'm looking at their roster right now, and this is a, a move I was not aware of. Obviously they're what their depth chart is showing right now is Pavel Francis as their number one, but I really like their backup, uh, Alexander Gorgiev, um, from okay previously from the Rangers. I think you know, and both of those guys are yeah. tolerable, and they're they're going to be fine on this team. Um, and, and so, as much as I like to, you know, find that spot, find that weakness, why is this team not going to be good? It's really hard to do. They've got they've got uh, a whole wide array of what you're looking for uh, with have you know offensive defensive uh, offensive defensemen with you know a good mix of big men to kind of you know cover cover yeah. uh, their other guy, but but probably one of the, you know the top. F- top sets of forwards in, in the league in, in a guy like Evan Rodriguez uh, joining up on the squad, it just makes them that much more dangerous. Uh, those fringe players that yeah. have that, that are able to step up when they need to, Hey, uh, you know, I can score a goal when Nathan McKinnon puts it on a dime from across the ice. That's what they need to be able to do. That's what <laughs> Evan Rodriguez was able to do with, with Malkin and Crosby and Gunsel uh, and everybody he played with at Pittsburgh. So this is, that is that in my opinion is one of the most dangerous additions to this team. Yeah. hundred percent agree. Um, now on to the Dallas stars, um, disappointing season last year, even though they made the playoffs, I mean, it was just, it was hard to find, to find much more to say about this team. They just, they kind of floated, up and around once again, not be able to finish in overtime games. That has seemed to be their Achilles here now for two seasons. You know, the points they leave on the table is just, you can't do that yeah. and be successful in this league. Yeah. I think, uh, I think a big thing is another year under the belt for Ottinger. I, I think that's going to be helpful. Yeah, uh, that, yeah I, I like Ottinger. Uh, you know, they have, they have Kadobin listed as the top guy on their, on the roster. I don't know if that's that's accurate. I think Ottinger should be the guy, but uh, a, a monster, yeah. a monster defense. Losing John Klingberg, but um, you know Mira Heiskanen being there is great. Not great for fantasy, but uh, he's a he's a great hockey player. Um, 
can Joel Pavelski come back? Is he is he going to be Pavelski again, or is he going to be, uh, you know, too old to really get it done? That's been the really the one of the main reasons that they've stayed competitive. You know, guys like JB Ben and Tyler Sagan are not doing what they what what you're paying them to do. Uh, but bringing in a guy like Joel uh, Joel pa- Joel. Joe Pavelski has been a lifesaver for them. When some of these guys have been hurt, they really carried them through a few of these months. Uh, This is a team that really intrigues me. I don't, you never really know what to think about them. They could be bad. They could Um, be good. Yeah. Yeah. And and I do want to correct myself. I said that this is another year where they uh, left a lot of points on the board. That is incorrect. After uh, uh, checking myself, um, they only had six overtime losses this past season. Not, not, not a lot uh, of overtime losses. How many uh, overtime their, games? Their biggest, uh, over. Let's see. They had. Uh, I'm looking to see where you see overtime games. I see shootout wins and shootout losses. Uh, regulate regulation wins. They had 31 regulation wins, um, which is about. I mean, it's about. You know. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not. That, we that's, really that's shouldn't expose bad. ourselves like this. Doing math yeah. on well, the podcast. I, I, knew no. that there was, I, I knew that there was another crust, but their, their, their biggest issue was that looking around the league, they were the only team to be a top four team in the division um, and have a negative goal differential. They had ah. a negative eight goal differential. And what happens is when you get in the playoffs, if you want to be a Stanley Cup winning team or go far in the playoffs, you, you got to score. You have to score and more than the other team I mean, specifically. Because, yes. Most of the time, some people say all the time. I'll tell uh, you this, and the numbers say yes, but at this point, I haven't yeah. looked it up, Bobby. I haven't looked it up, Bobby. But I will tell you this: the team that has won the Stanley Cup has scored more goals than the team that hasn't won the Stanley Cup. Nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, you score more than you win. Yes. So. That's just yeah. my two cents. That's why I got I mean, into this business to give that insight to people. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it is a touchy subject. It's a hot take, but I'm I'm there. People with don't you. like people don't like it when you're just like up in their face with with the truth like this. You know, I mean, they just can't handle it. They yeah. say, "Whoa." <laughs> uh, uh, all right, uh, rounding us out, the deplorable. Uh, I'm sorry, I got to keep it unbiased. The, oh, sorry. Um, Chicago Blackhawks. Um, <laughs> uh, management has made their plans quite clear to all as they uh, uh, as they plan to tank, um, as they choose to trade their best goal scorer and Alex to bring it earlier this season to the Ottawa Sens for future assets. Um, a team that not long ago we were like, hey, this team is doing the rebuild right. They're looking good. You know, they look. They could be a well, scary team in a couple. A lot years, of that said, nah. A lot of well, a lot of that hinged last year. Our thought process. A lot of that hinged on Flurry. You know, Flurry being good there, kind of not great. He doesn't need to be the be a Vesna winner. Not that he ever has been. Uh, he doesn't have to be a Vesna winner to <laughs> to you know kind of make that rebuild uh, competitive type of rebuild there they saw that that was too much of a chance and they shut that down very quickly like you said uh very interesting to me the trading of to that is a piece that could most certainly be a part of your future yeah uh but oh, yeah. he probably wanted too much that money was, that, you know so 
yeah, I mean, this is a this is a, a bad team. I don't even yeah. know who's going to be in net for them. Let me pull up their roster real quick. Sorry, everybody. We're on dial up. AOL. You've got mail. Drew Comesio. He doesn't even have a. I am seeing Peter Mrazic and Alex Stalock. Peter Mrazic. There he is. Yes, so uh, oh, not okay. the worst that you can have. In, I don't know. <laughs> oh boy, pulled I'm up like a 1932 roster. Oh, they do it centers, no, it's now, left wing. Yeah, I'm in the goalie section, but it is neither alphabetical or by age. No, it, it is not. I think it is. Uh, I think it's names. It goes. No, I think it is. I don't know where you're at. I'm on the CBS Sports one, so I think I just have the main roster. But it's probably depth. It's probably depth chart. Okay, so for me, I see Drew Comesio, Peter Mrazek, Ivan Nalemiyev, Ar- Arvid Sodoblom, Alex Stalock, and Dylan Wells. Yeah, man, this is. So, uh, they do have. I mean, you know, Seth Jones, obviously a bright spot. Patrick Kane is going to go out there and score 100 points. I mean, that's great. Uh, Taze is a guy that uh, Tyler Johnson is a guy that I'd be I'm interested in uh, more from a fantasy uh, perspective of thing. Uh, But Max Domi, I mean, you can't really turn your head up at Max Domi either. I mean, he could be. A valuable, you know, fantasy asset as well. Yeah, I do not not see much from the team. Yeah. No, I think that Chicago's only value in conversation this season will be from a fantasy fantasy perspective. Yeah, um, I mean, right now, now I, know I that's said true. to round us off. That is because I forgot. Yeah, I forgot that we still have to talk about the Arizona Coyotes. How did we just talk about uh, the Chicago well, Blackhawks? How did we just talk about the Chicago Blackhawks and we still have the worst team to talk about? <laughs> okay. I mean, this is uh, the Coyotes are sad. Technically, they're not the worst team. Because after tanking last season, they still finished two points higher than the Montreal Canadiens. So, technically... They're even bad at tanking. They're even bad at tanking, Bobby. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Can't even lose properly. Uh, That's how bad they are. (laughs) I so badly want a remake of the Major League franchise, but with the Arizona Coyotes. Like, it is... (laughs) Honestly, the, they're playing in a 5,000-seat stadium right now. I know, <laughs> dude. That is – can like, we even – we didn't get into this kind of – we didn't get into this game for this, Bobby. We don't talk about 5,000-seat, you know, fandoms, okay? That's not – they're not even going to fill it. That's the worst <laughs> part. That's the worst part is they're not even going to fill it, Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I'm pulling up the roster because uh, we need to really like talk in, about you know, them. Yeah, yeah. They'll definitely be a playoff team um, if we. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they added Zach Cassian from the Oilers while also signing Nick Bjugstad to a one-year deal. Um, they will struggle again, and their only hope is that the Habs are better than they were last season, so they can finally get a better chance because they didn't even get a number one pick. No, they won't. Um, they yeah, they're not going to get pick, it. Which in this draft wasn't that great. You know what I'm, you know what I was, if, so, if I'm Arizona, I mean, it's just, if I'm Arizona, you know what I'm saying after that last season? I'm like, look, we need to score a heavy 
hitter, a guy that's going to dominate. And, you know, most of the people are like, yeah, let's go get out an offensive champion, you know, to kind of help us win. The guy I misheard, he's like, I'm going to go sign Zach Cassian because he's a big hitter. You know, (laughs) he hits really well. So (laughs) let's go get him because that's what we as a team were missing was a guy that will fight one of the Chuchuk brothers. You know, (laughs) that's that's what we're missing. Um you know, some we always say this. I, th- I feel like we're saying the same things every year, but some bright spots uh, in Clayton Keller. You know, he could potentially be a mm. bright spot. Uh, Nick Ritchie, Nick Smaltz, couple guys fantasy wise that could be good. Uh, Jacob Chikrin, uh, really, you really hope for their sake that he picks it up more than he had last year. And then uh, Shane Gosses Bear. That is about it. I you want to. Jonas Johansson is the most named goalie I know. They have a John Gillies and a Karel Vimjmelka. So, I guess not sure. um, who's going to be in know, that? I do also wonder if over the past couple of years, they've heard the fan base and some of the coaches say, we need to get young talent. And instead of mm. them getting better draft picks, like, all right, let's relocate to a college campus. They're <laughs> they're gonna be able to recruit like crazy yeah. there. Like crazy. <laughs> uh uh, you know, it's at ASU, right? Which is the biggest party school. I doubt those kids are like, yeah, we're not gonna go for the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, we're just bro, gonna like, still party on ASU. Uh no, dude, I'm just gonna go and see this chick's titties, dude. <laughs> because yeah. that is way more interesting than watching the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. I'm going to just go party with a Gronkowski brother who are contractually obligated. to One Gronk brother always has to stay at ASU at all times. Honestly, the ASU students Uh, are going to be like, dude, I hate it when the Coyotes are in town. That big bus drives around campus (laughs) all day. (laughs) They can't even afford a hotel. Yeah, they, they 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 share they share bunks with the freshmen. <laughs> they have to go. They they go kick freshmen out of their dorms. They're like, get out of here, <laughs> get out of here, buddy. That, that's why they signed Zach Cassie to beat up freshmen. So it's all <laughs> making sense. Uh, all right, guys, let's move into joke of the week. The weird Corey Perry. Yeah, I don't like that. So I don't- Wild. I think that I think the first read was a good one. Now, now I'm overthinking it. Outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. A little tongue twister. And downright dumb. You're kidding me. It's time for the joke of the week. So, all right. Following the, uh, you know, hey, we're just gonna say it. Uh, the illegal annex- annexation of Ukrainian territories by the Russian Federation. Close your ears, all of our fans in Ukraine. <laughs> uh, NASA has uh, a NASA astronaut Scott Kelly declared having annexed Mount Olympus on Mars on behalf of himself. Um, he posted a picture that says, I have annexed Mount Olympus on Mars on behalf of me. Just saying. Um, this is not the first time that he has made a jab at Russia. In fact, uh, NASA has reached out to him before asking him to uh, not do all this. Um, He has made um, uh, (laughs) remarks towards the uh, Cosmodrones, the head of the Cosmodron or something like that of Russia. And 
He has gotten blocked. Um, uh, in fact, Rogozian, who is the head of the internet of the uh, Russia's their version of NASA, uh, told him to get off, you moron, and said in the quickly, which he then Rogozian deleted and instead replaced it with otherwise. The death of the International Space Station will be on your conscience. Which who deletes that tweet says no, 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 no. I need to go harder at this yeah. guy. Well, and then so he follows up. He follows up in a later tweet. You didn't read this one to me. Wait, where is the border of Mount Olympus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, uh, hey, look, I would like to go ahead and formally say this. Scott Kelly, friend of the show. You know, I mean, he is. Yeah. He is talking down to a bunch of our construct our conscript listeners but that's not their fault okay we did not mean to be a voice of this yeah. uh you know revolution so uh what a what a good joke we don't usually have good jokes we're not you know i don't i'm 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 yeah. pro i'm pro the guy i'm pro the joke the joke is russia right like that's the joke yeah yeah so yes so I got yeah. it. Hey, um, I do find it funny that uh, NASA felt they felt the need to let people know that obviously Scott Tilly does not have any permission to declare such annexations on the Astro scale or any other scale. He, however, has his personal right to use metaphors to highlight the acute issues in today's world. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking, though, Bob, he's they uh, say he doesn't have the right, but he did it. And now technically he owns Mount Olympus like he, on Mars. Anyone, yeah, I, I mean, like, we should find if, if nobody else has said it. Then that means it's his. We should yeah, declare I mean, this something goes to the ancient rules of finders keepers. He, well, he hasn't been there. He hasn't technically found it. So. The rules wouldn't apply. True. This True. goes by the rules of dibs. He dibsed it. Yeah, yeah, he did dibs. He's it. A, yeah. this is and it's. Uh, I mean, uh, as long as we, as long as we can't go back into Twitter, which we can, and find any previous dibsing of it, I think that it's got to stand. Yeah. I think that he legal now. He actually does have to pay taxes on that. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, we are going to need you to pay property yeah, taxes on that yeah. mountain. You know, uh, sorry that you're an astronaut, but we're the IRS and. Uh, yeah. We need our money. Um, I do love one of the, one of the things I love about Reddit and finding these on Reddit is that you'll see a bunch of discourse, obviously, on the comments. Oh, right, yeah. Kind of thing. But what I what I love about Reddit, though, is that there's these people who get all these like gold and stuff for, for their dope ass yeah. comment, which is just them giving fun facts about mount just olympus. a quick like yeah. did you know that mount olympus either no be the mount olympus is about the size of france and that if you were to walk from the base of it to the top you would never feel like you're going into an incline it, it is such a uh i guess a non-sloped incline gotcha gotcha more like a that you would just feel like you're walking straight the entire time how would they know that nobody's yeah, ever it's done a, it Nobody's ever done it though. They're just well, making because, stuff I mean, they, up about Mars. Well, they well they well well they've sent a rover on it. Yeah, but the rover probably doesn't uh, have the same thought process yeah, on gravity does. as we do. Yeah, but it has a gyroscope uh, that can tell like levels of where how it's traveling. Yeah, but like it's not going to feel the like, pressure. It's not going to feel the pressure of the gravity though, right? Or is there less gravity? Do you bounce higher? Sure. I don't know. I feel like it's like pulling you. No, yeah, no, you'd be you'd have less, right? Because you're further from the sun. It is Dude, weaker this than is Earth's science, gravity. bro. 
So it'd be weaker. Even so easier. you'd be floating, dude. It'd be even easier. That's look, Bobby. I'm just trying to yeah. not give our people science, bad science. <laughs> I'm trying to not give our people bad science advice. I don't want them to go to Mars and think, oh, you know, this is something that would happen when it's really not the case. But you figure you got it. We got it. We got it. Yeah. Lock it down. Yeah. What well, a I mean, joke, Russia. They would have to ask Scott Kelly before they even tried it because it's his land. Yeah. That's true. Uh, That's true. Right, you think he's got armed guards? What's snapping your stick? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, you got to. <laughs> Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. All right, so after being out of town for two weeks, um, every year, well, this is kind of a two one. And one we always mention every year is the complexity of getting Red Zone and Sunday ticket or anything like that. Um, Red Zone has become year. easier. It's a new obstacle to. It has yes. become easier. Zone, it's, yes. it's across places. But yes, yes. Continue. Continue. Yes. Um, but I, this season, got Red Zone through Hulu. And. I forgot that when you travel, this is not a red zone specific, thing, but a Hulu problem where if I want to watch it on a television, I have to change my location, which I can only do three times a year. And apparently I need to call customer service because I haven't changed. Apparently they said I've used up my three times per year, which is bullshit. Unless there's someone else. Um, so I'm having to watch all the red zone on my fucking tablet the whole time, which is kind of obnoxious. Yeah, that is obnoxious. Um, and it's just, uh, it's like, it's, football greg like dude it's football <laughs> like i mean you yeah. know there are so many people that are out there that are just pirating it and just watching it like i pay for it like and i just want to watch it the uh, place i want to watch it i pay a lot for it yeah uh yeah what a joke nfl like uh, i feel like it would be easier for them to put blocks like to recognize like like locations of bars and stuff because i get it i shouldn't be able to go to a bar and put it on like every screen at a bar but it can't sure. be hard to say oh this location sure. is a bar that yeah. location is blocked. that's fair that's that that's absolutely fair but that's but that's where the streams come into play though i agree with you to a point bob but really i should be able to go into a bar and put up three screens of streams because i'm paying for three streams oh, for sure yeah, yeah. you know what i'm for saying sure, yeah. so like i hear yes. what you're saying yes. and you and what your thought process is right it also isn't like should i be able to go in and put 30 screens up yeah. no because i only have three screens but i should be able to go up yeah if I want to invite yeah. the neighborhood over and put it up on the side of my house, like I should be able to do that, Hulu. I'm with you, bro. You're, you know, they're dumb. 100%. They're dumb. Yeah. They're dumb. Uh, me is uh, also football related. It's that time of year where basically all of our complaints are just how somebody tries to stop us from watching football. <laughs> and ESPN <laughs> is the biggest culprit uh, uh, as of late or any Disney own thing i don't know how to say this nicely because i know that we're so nice to all the baseball fans on the on on that listen to us uh i don't care about aaron judge hitting his 60 second home run i'll watch a replay later it's all good if i'm watching football and i don't have it on the channel where Aaron Judge is playing and hitting, then I don't want to see Aaron Judge hitting, okay? And if you wanted to throw up a little, you know, picture-in-picture, 
in the corner. Okay, I still think it's stupid, but all right, whatever. Stop taking half of the screen on a college football game to show me Aaron Judge. Walk. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be a walk, okay? Since he hit the yeah. 60th home run, he's had about 32 walks, okay? So I'm just sick of it. I either hope he hits 62, but no. But what's going to ha- happen when he hits 62, Bob? Chasing history It's going to be Aaron Judge to here to hit 63. There's been 162 games of baseball. This is the only time that I, you know, this football's on. I don't want to see your dumb baseball game. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Scott Hansen said something when someone was like, hey, Scott, are we going to have to, Red Zone's not going to cut away. And he's like, uh, he's like, I give you my word. We're not going to cut away to watch a uh, pitcher uh, throw wild pitches. <laughs> yeah, I mean Scott Hansen knows what's up. He is the greatest man in sports. I venture to say. Yeah. I'm- um. And yeah, I would like to add a just a just a quick you know bonus snaps our stick, Ooh, uh, which bonus. I think we might be able to get behind because listen, we we do like to complain about baseball a lot. And listen, we, we're sports guys. We know baseball. We don't yep. just not watch it. Well, I don't really watch it, but I still have complaints about the sport itself which is the intentional walk. I think if you're going to walk a guy like Aaron Judge, you earn it. You better make sure you get those pitches out of the strike zone because I think they, I don't, I hate the intentional walk. I get it. It's supposed to speed up the game. And I know we say speed up the game, but I don't like the intentional walk. I think they should, they should have to work for it. They, they shouldn't just get to lower their pitch count because they don't, because they don't want to, because they don't like a guy. They don't want a guy to they, get a chance to hit. They usually do have to pitch all four out though, right? Has that, has that changed? They're just like, uh, oh, you can just go. No, I they got to pitch, pitch one. Yeah. Now you got to pitch. Uh, let me double check. Cause I'm pretty sure now the intentional. Uh, because Barry Bonds, because Barry Bonds actually tried to hit a couple on his chase for 70. They would pitch it outside and he'd lean uh, way far and try to crack see. at it. And in, in 2017, in 2017, they voted on it. 2018. Um, they into uh, prior to the 2017s were not able to intentionally walk a batter without no, without throwing four balls though only the fourth ball needed to be intentional in order for the walk um, occur uh, which count as uh, putting him on first base intentional walks occur most frequently within begin teams no longer need to throw okay yes beginning in the 2017 season teams no longer need to throw four balls in order to intentionally walk a batter rather the manager can signal an intentional walk from the dugout at any point during the plate appearance putting the batter on first base automatically. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things like I don't like because all you had to do is stand up as a pitcher and just kind of just toss it out there. You know, I mean, it's you can make it impossible to hit anything to speed up the game of baseball, Bobby. Okay, (laughs) anything to speed up the game. of baseball. I'm torn about that because, yes, I wanted to go quicker, but I just feel like I would like this game to end faster. But yeah, I'm with you, though. I mean, you know, I I actually do agree. I think you should have to pitch all four. Uh, Yeah. So. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I right. will say, though, that the, um, you know, all this discourse over the past couple of years, I know we're going on a little bit along about baseball. Sorry. Sorry, everyone listeners. I know you don't you don't care. They've already you tuned out. Um, we did our snaps, our stick. Discourse. They've left. All, <laughs> They're done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after all that discourse about MLB fans talking about how like a pit, instituting a pitch count or a pitch timer and stuff like that will ruin the game. And you're know, like, oh, it's going to reduce the, the speed of the game. I think they said that it has reduced the game on average of by like 14 minutes which is not enough. That's we not enough. We over 15 minutes here. But it's a start. But it's a start. It's a start. I mean, yes, you start getting, you start going, you get Let's baseball see. games from, well, you think about it this way, Bobby. You get baseball games from three and a half hours, 
on a on a very long game, probably an average of three hours. If you can get a baseball game to two and a half hours, that's about right in my mind. Two, yeah. two and a half hours. So 14 minutes yeah. is a good, that's a good chunk to be able to shave off of a game, I think, overall. Yeah. But they don't want to hear us talking about this. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Uh, for those of you that actually stuck around uh, after Sounds on Stick, thank you for joining. We'll see you all next week. Make sure you check out the Fantasy Goons where we're, uh, we can get you up to date uh, so you can kill it. And we'll be back home pod office. Home pod office. Boom, boom, um, boom. Yeah. So we'll see y'all next time. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pox Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pox Out Pod. <laughs>